from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song.
To know more on God's Word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on AdventistMediaCenter at gmail.com. You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song.
time to hear God's word. Good day listeners. Today's title is A Leader's Influence. You know you can make an impact on people around you. But if there is a leader, his influence is much more than a common man's. The text taken today is from 2 Chronicles 28:1. It says Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years unlike his father he did not do what was right in the eyes of the lord you know bible mentions great and awful leaders leaders whom you can look up to but none of them are truly perfect only our faith in god can clean us of our sins the following are some of the most faithful leaders in the bible let's look at them noah the world mocked him for following god's orders but his efforts gave the human race another chance at life daniel he lived his life in full obedience to god and risked his life more than once while doing faithful service for the lord abraham he pleaded with god on behalf of others and was willing to sacrifice his own son to do god's will what about paul he traveled by foot over 10000 miles and suffered greatly in efforts of sharing god's message david often remembered for his humility and his loyalty to god his growing leadership skills helped unite israel what great leaders but listen to ahaz's story what influence he made on his public when ahaz assumed the throne of judah following the death of jotham the inhabitants of judah had no idea what they were in for under ahaz's reign judah fell into an apostasy so great that the temple worship was halted and shrines to foreign gods were established under every spreading tree the people they were encouraged by their king to worship whomever they wanted to whenever they wanted to in the valley of hinnom ahaz even sacrificed his own son in the flames of molech why did ahaz fail in such a spectacular way it is clear from his record that fear played a significant role in ahaz's inability to choose the right path beset by king peka of israel and king resen of syria ahaz made a crucial mistake he went to the king of assyria for help instead of to god isaiah warned him that he had nothing to fear as long as god was with him but ahaz just would not listen the assyrians did save him but it came at a big and a very high price for the assyrians not content with the treasures of the temple given to them by ahaz now eyed the whole kingdom of judah furthermore 
Ahaz believed that the gods of Assyrians had protected Judah. So he promulgated the worship of these gods throughout the realm. Entreaties were made, but Ahaz did not listen. In so doing, he hastened God's judgments. Today, many of God's people are trading the seeming insecurity of a faceless God for the security of money, fame, friends, spouses, and even houses. They are making a Faustian bargain. They are also buying into the worldview of postmodernism, that is, believing that there is no absolute moral standard and that all beliefs hold equal validity. God's people today may not be setting up idols under every spreading tree and worshipping them, but actually they are doing so with their ideas, with their beliefs and values. They fear taking a godly moral position on anything, lest they be considered small-minded or bigoted. The issue of understanding worldviews is key in order to witness for Christ more effectively. Here's a small story about a friend known as Al-Khasa. He told his friends that he had to be alone in order to be creative. What they didn't know was that he had to be alone in order to survive. Crowds terrified him. Out in the restaurant or at a supermarket, he'd start to hyperventilate. His heart would palpitate and his hands would perspire. The panic attacks would send him rushing home. Al had become agoraphobic, afraid to go out anywhere, a prisoner in his own home. It all started after he made it big as a songwriter. With 13 gold albums and two academic awards, wrote Al, I had created life based on doing and having and achieving to the point that I had a nervous breakdown. Al began systematically constricting his life. One morning, when he was at a particularly low point, Al flipped on the TV. A minister quoted the Bible verse, Perfect love casts out fear. This we find in 1 John 4, 8. Those words went straight to Al's heart. He listened intently as the minister talked about God's kind of acceptance. Al-Khasa began weeping and crying out to God. As he prayed, he heard a voice say, I love you and you are my son. Strengthened by God's love, he was finally able to respond positively to his overwhelming fears. Al-compressed life expanded within the security of God's presence. Fear often results from feeling out of control. We are afraid of the unknown, about what might happen. But when we open our hearts to God's love, He gradually dissolves our fears. There is security in God's love. We are not in control, but He is. There is a sense that He loves us and desires only our best. Sister White writes, his love is as far above all other love 
as the heavens are above the earth. He watches over his children with a love that is measureless and everlasting. This we find in the Ministry of Healing, page 482. His measureless and everlasting love gives us complete confidence that our lives are in His hands. You can trust in His love today. You can rest in His love right now. Be assured that His love will indeed cast out all fear. Fear makes cowards of us all at one time or another. So we shouldn't be too hard on heirs, or should we? If to whom much is given, much is required, then those in leadership's roles bear a greater responsibility for their choices than do those who follow them. What makes the difference? In a word, influence. A leader's influence has the potential to make or break an organization. And when the leader operates out of fear rather than assurance, he or she is dangerous. In the case of Ahaz, his fear of destruction, coupled with a broken connection to God, led to open apostasy. There are several players who enter and exit the life of Ahaz. Here are a few more details about them. Tiglath Pileser Biblical scholars have traced the reign of Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, to the time period 747 to 727. We find him to be the one who conquered the most of the world. And so we find that Ahaz had a right to be afraid of him and he allowed this king's influence on him. Second group of people, were the prophets. We know that Isaiah prophesied during the reign of King Ahaz. But he was not alone. The prophet Micah, who bore his testimony during those troublous times, declared that sinners in Zion, while claiming to lean upon the Lord and blasphemously boasting, is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. And they continued to build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. Then we have Hosea, who was also prophesying during the period of Judah. God through Hosea spoke this pronouncement against Israel. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Ironically, Ahaz rarely looked for guidance from these anointed men of God, probably because he did not like what they had to say. Are we not sometimes like him? Then we had practical godliness was needed during that time. Micah beautifully captures one of the excuses used by the people of the time to avoid seeking God. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted? Shall I come before him with burnt offering, with calves a year old? Notice the subtle indictment of God. We are not sure how to please God. He is too hard to serve. Nothing appeases him, they seem to say. If you recognize this idea, it is because you have heard it before. 
It is the charge leveled at God by Satan. But Micah was a very practical man. And this is the way he answered for the people's recalcitrance. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. You know, God was not asking for some spectacular sacrifice from them. And he isn't asking for it now. The fourth condition, the state religion. Ahaz was able to do something that no other king of Judah had been able to pull off. He made the worship of Assyrian gods the official state religion of Judah. Heretofore, the worship of pagan deities occurred in the high places, first constructed by Solomon to make his many foreign wives feel at home. These shrines were still around, but Ahaz took pagan worship to epic heights. Whenever human attempts to institute a single form of worship, whether it be Christian or not, what inevitably happens is that true worship is prohibited and false worship is promoted. This is what happened in Jerusalem. And state-sanctioned worship will be the rule of the day when Jesus comes again. The kingdom of Judah descended into open sin under the leadership of Ahaz. Almost immediately after coming to throne, he was faced with a vexing problem. Two kings had amassed their armies to fight against him, and he simply didn't know what to do. Faced with similar odds, many of us might be tempted to lean on arms of flesh instead of leaning on God. And that's what Ahaz did. In so doing, Ahaz introduced for the first time in Jerusalem the worship of Assyrians, or rather the Babylonian gods and deities. This false worship was no sideshow. It became the official religion of the land. The fearful actions of fearful King Ahaz can teach us much. One lesson we can learn is that when burdened by cares, we should take those cares to God to seek His guidance. Another lesson we can take away from this episode is that influence is a gift from God that has powerful effects for good or evil on those who follow us. We owe the world around us a godly example, but we owe God and God alone our worship. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this lovely lesson which you have given us. Help us, dear God, so that we know that we can make an influence on the people around us. And dear God, help us also to understand that we owe the world around us a godly example and help us to believe and understand and follow that we owe you and you alone our worship. Thank you, dear Lord, for listening to my prayer. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. The Holy Scriptures says, your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105.
Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's AWR dot org slash english program this is your host sharad and i'm maureen signing off from adventist world radio do join us again along with your family and friends until we meet again via radio we wish you goodbye and god bless you